I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today we're going to listen to two Bible readings. Firstly, from a letter written by James, who was one of the disciples. And then secondly, part of Mark's Gospel. So from James chapter 1. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And now from Mark chapter 7. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the, to, to the tradition of the elders. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders, instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. For it is what from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, envy, slander, arrogance and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Today's New Testament readings are a great big challenge for all of us Christians. On the surface, they're both about behaviour, but underneath, they are both about what's in our hearts. Jesus is in action, out and about, sharing a meal, and it's the Jewish religious leaders who pick him up on the behaviour of his disciples, but he pushes back hard. They get a lot more than they bargained for. And then James, writing this time to an early Christian community with quite similar warnings. If I were to pick out a couple of verses for us to focus on, then there would be 
From James, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And then Jesus, quoting Isaiah, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The example of ritual hand-washing is a gift for all of us preachers in this time of pandemic. Just call to mind all the discussions we had 18 months ago about how high the alcohol content needed to be in your hand sanitizer for it to be effective. How long it was necessary for you to wash your hands. Whether automatic dispensers were more hygienic than manual ones and so on. We worked ourselves up into a right lather, if you'll forgive the pun. But if you've got coronavirus symptoms, no matter how much you focus on the right kind of hand sanitising, you're still doing the wrong thing if you leave your home. You can stand or kneel in church and pray the most sincere prayers ever, but it doesn't count for much if you're always mean to your neighbour. When I was training to be a local preacher, I always worried about whether or not I was having an impact. Was what I said, what I preached, making a difference to anyone? Or was it just words? Just words that bounced off the people in front of me. Even today, people sometimes say to me, Thank you for your message. There's much for me to ponder on. But no one ever says, I'm going to change how I live my life. So what do we come to church for? Why bother? Well, we come to church to worship God, to acknowledge God's greatness and to acknowledge God's enormous, amazing love. But don't we also come to church so that we might become more Jesus-shaped in how we think and act After all, as Christians, we are Jesus' followers. Mahatma Gandhi once said, I like your Christ, but not your Christianity. A clear indication that from what he could see, the Christians weren't following the Christ. I've prepared this message at the beginning of the week and all eyes are on President Joe Biden and how he will respond to the request to have a change of heart, to leave US troops in Kabul airport for a little longer, so that those fleeing Afghanistan might have a realistic chance of escape. That phrase, a change of heart, has struck me as I've pondered these Bible passages. I've been asking myself, What shape is my heart in? Is it open or closed? Is it warm or cold? And then another question. What informs how we set our hearts? In the Methodist tradition, when we get stuck, then we often look to what we call the Methodist quadrilateral. A fourfold approach to how we approach, how we learn about our faith and how we apply it to our everyday living. And the four approaches, the four factors are scripture, tradition, reason and experience. 
and I want to spend a minute or two exploring how these might affect not our mindset, but our hearts. Let's start with experience. I think that you would all agree that if we are shown love, then we're more likely to share love. People who are brought up in loving families are more likely to have loving families of their own. If we experience the warm-hearted nature of others, then we are more likely to be warm-hearted ourselves. Linked to experience is tradition. Because for most of us, tradition is experience experienced over a long period of time. All institutions have traditions, whether they be churches or businesses or families. Some traditions are around ritual, their beginnings lost in the midst of in the mists of time. An outsider would see what we do, scratch their head and say, why on earth are you doing that? Generosity, or the lack of it, can be a tradition. A tradition that conditions our heart. If we are part of a family or an organisation that has a tradition of giving to charity or good causes, giving money or giving time, then we're more likely to do the same. Our hearts will be predisposed to generosity. Experience, tradition, reason. Reason can be a tricky one. Because reason can lead us to be calculating. If I do this, then that will happen. Will that be better or worse for me? So should I do it or not? Better instead, the reasoning that goes, God loves me and God sticks with me through thick and thin. In the face of that amazing love, maybe I could share it around with others. The last of the four approaches is scripture. Well, today our readings are very clear. There's no need to delve too deeply to see that what they're saying is that we need to lead lives that are true to God's desire for us and not get wrapped up in, the, or in all the minutiae of rules and regulations which distract us from the big picture. Except... It's slightly more pointed than that because it warns us against deliberately focusing on the little stuff so as to avoid doing the bigger, harder stuff. Because if we do that, then our hearts will grow cold and hard. So where does that leave us? Can we change our hearts? Can we warm them up? Well, I think that we can. And here's my five-point action plan of how we can have a go. Point one. Firstly, don't beat yourself up. We're all victims of experience and tradition. We are the products of what is going on around us. History, circumstance and context. Let's acknowledge that. And then point two. In the face of that, let's determine to take control. Make the decision for yourself not to be an automatic pilot, unthinking Christian. 
Point three, start to notice. Think about what you do and how you live. And most importantly, how you relate to others. And when it comes to scripture, dispense with the I'll just let it wash over me, I've heard it all before attitude. And instead, choose active listening. Active listening with an open heart. And then ponder, what does what I've heard actually mean for my life? Point four, ask yourself, how do I feel about that? What's your initial reaction? And you might not be too keen. But then ask yourself the question in a slightly different way. How do I feel about that, what I've heard, in the light of God's love for me shown through Jesus? And you might find that your feelings change. Your heart may be warming. And finally... Point five, make a choice. We all have free will. How we live, it's up to us. It's up to you. A change of heart, it's such a small phrase, and yet it could make such a big difference. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.